0: Hello and welcome to the Functionally Enlightened podcast with Dr. Sharon Sarita. We interview well-respected medical and functional practitioners, as well as patients who have overcome disabling chronic conditions, such as dysautonomia and reclaimed their health. These enlightened guests provide helpful tips on managing chronic pain and illnesses using a combination of traditional and whole body healing modalities. If you're interested in natural healing and quality of life improvement, you're in the right place. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hello everyone, today's special guest is a good friend of mine whom I met on my own healing journey and her name is Divya Davan. Life's toughest moments are also big teachers and that's Divya's story too. When life threw Sjogren's syndrome at her and all the doctors told her that she could only manage her disease with no real cure, she paved her own healing path by going the holistic route. This decision led her to remission from Sjogren's and she has been there for almost 10 years now. She now has a voracious appetite for learning more and more about holistic and functional healing modalities, as well as a deep passion for helping people bounce back from the autoimmune disorders like Sjogren's and rheumatoid arthritis. Divya is a national board certified functional and holistic health coach, mother of two grown up and smart children, pet mom and wife. Her inspiration for following the holistic path is her mom, who has chronic RA and grandmother, who is her holistic healing goddess, who always has a holistic remedy for everything and it always has worked. Divya has been so inspired by her mom's success and her own success with autoimmunity that she has made it her life's mission to spread the message and process of healing with autoimmunity. So Divya, we're so happy to have you here. Would you like to give us an overview of what your primary focus is? Hey Sharon, thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely, I would love to do that. So my primary focus is really on Sjogren's syndrome, which which is an autoimmune disorder which uh, primarily affects the wet glands of the body. And it is like all other autoimmune disorders, this affects more women than men. But as I said, it affects the wet glands more than anything in the body. And so the eyes, the nose, the mouth all start drying up. And then there are other problems associated with that drying up along with and it's never alone. So it's also, you know, it comes with maybe the joint pains, and it's different for everyone. So sometimes it's muscle ache, sometimes it's chronic fatigue, sometimes it's joint pains. For some people, it could be, you know, lupus. For some people, it could be fibromyalgia with it and many other health issues going on. So that's just, I think that's also one of the things which is very, very prevalent with any other autoimmune disorder, because when you have one autoimmune disorder, the chances of getting other autoimmune disorders increases by 80% for that person. So that is the case also with this uh, disorder which is Sjogren's syndrome and uh, that is really my area of primary focus
0: what drew you into specializing in this area is it something that is a personal journey for you or someone close to you mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is definitely
1: my own journey so i was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome about almost about 10 years ago now and um while I was very happy to get the diagnosis that I now have a name for the all the you know health issues that I've been having uh, since a couple of months. But then my world came crashing down when I was told that um, there's no cure and I can only manage my symptoms lifelong. And uh, I just refused to accept that for myself, right? I was like, you might not have any cure, but I have a background where I know that alternative healing modalities do help with such chronic conditions. And that that is because of my mother's journey who has had uh, rheumatoid arthritis. I remember being a ninth grader and her suffering from that horrendous pain of rheumatoid arthritis, the swelling, the way it made her feel, how depressive it becomes when you have an autoimmune disorder. And again, she also did not get any answers from her doctors just because, you know, they tried everything. They gave her steroids for like three months, didn't work. And then at that time, the only solution they had for autoimmunity was, uh, for especially for RA, was uh, gold injections. And that was, it, it was not a good idea. And she did not go for it because of the, all the side effects that it faced, that, you know, that she had to face. Mm-hmm. And so she went the Ayurveda way. And, you know, when she was going through this journey, initially when her rheumatoid arthritis started, I remember her fingers also started deforming. But after doing the natural and holistic method through the Ayurveda, I saw her fingers, you know, reforming to to going back to the normal shape and not staying there. And she doesn't have any rheumatoid arthritis now and she's able to manage it very well. And so that was kind of like my inspiration where I knew that this is not my route and I need to stand up for myself and take care of myself. So I started doing my own research and I found... uh, a lot of uh, holistic methods and lifestyle changes and nutrition changes that helped me actually get into remission. And thankfully, I've been there now
0: for almost 10 years. I could imagine your symptoms probably didn't come overnight, and they probably escalated over time. Can you talk to us a little bit about how it was in that discovery process for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Most definitely doesn't pop up all of a sudden. So uh, I remember being a child, a teenager rather, who had a lot of digestive health issues going on. I used to have a lot of headaches. And all I used to get from doctors for those headaches was like those Tylenol kind of pills that just popped them in. And that is the only solution I got. I used to have a lot of constipation. I had eating disorders also as a teenager, which of course I discovered only when I started the health coaching that I had eating disorders as well. Yeah, so there were a lot of health issues going on for me as I was growing without any really holistic or functional point of views from the doctors. And all I did was just kept popping pills up until I was in my mid-30s about 10 years ago. And that is when this thing came to me for the first signs that started coming up for Sjogren's syndrome was my eyes started getting really scratchy and irritated. And then there was like this, you know, on the cornea, there was like this small ulcer thing coming up. And again, I went to a lot of doctors. I remember being in a different city at that time, but any doctor did not have any answer for me. And then it used to come and go. So that was another thing So diagnosing it became difficult and then I just kept dealing with it until like a year or two years after that, I had a full-blown flare-up in which I had not just dry eyes and dry mouth and, you know, some uh, psoriatic outbreaks in my shins, but also a lot of muscle stiffness and joint pains to the point that I was completely debilitated, I couldn't move, I needed my family's help to help me get up from the couch or get down on the couch or even drive. So that was what happened with me. That was kind of how it started. And then it hit me all of a sudden. And you were adult at this time and you were practicing mm-hmm. as a health practitioner or? No, not know? yet. No, not yet. I was an adult, but I was not practicing as a health practitioner at all. That really changed the trajectory of my life because up until then, you know, I am very scientific minded just because I my background is science. So I had complete faith in medicine and I was like, This has to be the solution that doctor gives me. But when I did not get my answers, I had to go the other route and then start looking for my answers. And I was able to find a way to heal my body, you know, apart from the conventional medical system. So after that is when I became a health practitioner. And before that, I was I was not a health practitioner.
0: Like you mentioned, it changed your trajectory. I see that with a lot of the chronic illness warrior community Mm -hmm. and that, you know, we go through the conventional route and it could be, you know, some of us can can get out of that loop in a year or two years, but some of us might Mm -hmm. take 10, 15 years to realize that there's better ways to manage the condition, improve from the condition, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we learn and we pay it forward, and I see that that's what you're doing for sure. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit of the practices that you did implement that were beneficial and you could tell pretty quickly that that was something you wanted to include in your life?
1: Oh, definitely. So before I got, you know, banged down by this full blown flare of Sjogren's syndrome, I used to, you know, like any other person, I was like, I'm not exercising, I need to go to the gym. And I tried my best to go to the gym and do some exercises. But every time I came back with some pain somewhere in my body, which uh, didn't let me go back to the gym for another five days or 10 days or whatever. And I did not understand what's going on with me. But then when I got sick with this disorder, after that, I understood that I needed something that could really calm down my body. And so the first thing that I started was doing yoga. And uh, yoga that I did was Bikram yoga, Bikram hot yoga, actually. And uh, I think that did a really good job of rebalancing all my hormones Uh, putting my body in the parasympathetic nervous system mode. And um, yeah, not just balancing my hormones, but balancing, you know, the whole body as such. And that was really the first step that I took that really helped me to start,
0: you know, bouncing back. Now, do you think that the yoga was helpful for the strength building or more of the meditative state that it places on you?
1: Yeah, it actually, strangely enough, it helped me strength building too. So because I'm, uh, at the last stages of getting my certification, but uh, now almost being a functional practitioner, I know that it helped me in in the building of the body because of the effects that uh, yoga can have on building your uh, DHEA reserves, which is the counter-regulatory hormone for cortisol. And obviously, because I was in that state when I had that full-blown flare-up, I did have a lot of cortisol. The C-reactive protein, which is a marker of inflammation that most doctors use was way, way, way high. So my cortisol was also very high. I remember that was a period period of time in my life when I did have a lot of stress. So the yoga really helped to counter-regulate that cortisol by making more DHE in me. And that is why I, I know that it also helped me build my muscle because yoga... Also help because of the way it works, it, it also has a meditative effect on the body. It also helps you get into parasympathetic nervous system mode where the body is resting, relaxing, repairing, and doing all of those things. So I think it was both of them. It helped me strength building without really wearing myself out and also the meditative effects.
0: Awesome, so we saw that you were in very catabolic state, and catabolic is what we call when your cortisol is elevated mm-hmm. to the point where sometimes that leads us into an exhaustive state. And a lot of our listeners are probably feeling more on that side of the spectrum where they've been ill for so long mm-hmm. that the immune system is tanking. Like you mentioned the hormone dysregulation,
1: yeah
0: like with the yoga and the strength building, yeah, uh, it, that could have probably impacted your hormones directly mm-hmm. building up on those downstream. Um, the androgens so True. going beyond yoga i'm imagining that at this point you're feeling a little optimistic what other things did you venture into i i ventured into some anti-inflammatory supplements
1: plant-based of course because there are many out there but we are never prescribed those just because they don't make um, that industry any money so i ventured into that i ventured into improving my diet they were very you know there were some small things like um i i was new to the to this country at that point i had come from india about 2 or 3 years into it and uh, we used to get those that regular white refined sugar that we get from the supermarket mm-hmm. and that is when i realized that this is not the kind of sugar that i should be eating because all my family should be eating for that matter because this is highly refined so i started switching that up trying to get more of the unprocessed sugar that I could get. And we get those in India. So I can get those from the Indian market as well, the Indian stores. And like salt, you know, we we need electrolytes for our body to function properly. But the salt that we get here, the table salt, is just sodium and chloride. (laughs) So that doesn't help to provide our bodies with electrolytes. So there were these small things that I started switching up and they, they started having huge impact on my life. Eating more fruits with antioxidants like berries, Uh, Stuff like those. So all of that had a huge impact on my recovery and healing.
0: Absolutely. And I can imagine as you serve your clients now that you can direct them to all of these kind of lifestyle changes that are pretty simple to implement. And as you said, you've seen substantial improvement while doing these things beyond what you experienced in traditional medicine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I did see huge improvements in myself and I see huge improvement in my uh, clients when I, you know, work with them to improve their lifestyle from that standpoint. Because, and you know, things like switching out uh, utensils, you know, the dishes which don't serve you like this, um, the nonstick coating, Teflon, or even I've seen a new trend in that area. That's a, I think it's called the Hexaclan. Yes, I've seen that too. (laughs) So if you ask anyone, they'll be like, oh, this is not nonstick. But, you know, it does have a coating. So if if it has a coating, which is not letting the food stick on the, that dish, it is nonstick, you know, mm-hmm. and most people don't get it. And then because of that, uh, it will have those chlorofluorocarbons and all those chemicals that Teflon has. Sorry, uh, I think it's not the same chemical, but that chemical that Teflon has, uh, which is highly toxic to the human body. So, you know, switching those out, getting more non-toxic utensils and dishes in your home, switching out all the personal products which are toxic and switching them out from getting more non-toxic products, even the cleaning cleaning products as well. And things like candles at home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they can be so toxic to us also, uh, causing all these different, you know, causing the metabolic chaos, so to say, because if it affects one thing inside of us, you know, for, take for example, the candles, if it is affecting uh, us in a negative way because it is causing an endocrine disruption in our body, it will cause other problems because anything inside of our body does not exist in like isolation, right? So hormones affect some other function in the body and that will be affected. Your your digestion will be affected. All the other different organ systems and, you know, these functions in the body will be affected. So we have to really take care of that. Mm And
0: clients are coming to you. Are they coming to you specifically for your experience in Sjogren's or are you having to analyze if it's even their primary complaint. Talk to us about how a client would approach you and what would be your process to getting them started.
1: Yeah, so uh, I have been working with, you know, all my clients have been people who have had Sjogren's or either either have a diagnosis or not, that doesn't matter, but they have the symptoms of Sjogren's syndrome. And so I primarily work with those people. And if someone sees that they have symptoms like dry eyes, uh, that doesn't go away easily, dry mouth or even dry nose, along with, you know, these uh, chronic fatigue syndrome or, you know, the joint pains. And stuff. even if you do not have a diagnosis, these are signs of Sjogren's syndrome or some kind of autoimmune disorder. And those are the people who come to me. For them to get started, they have to book a call with me so that we can see if we are a good fit or not. And th- we go from there. That is a link that they can find on my, all my social channels.
0: And we will provide links to websites and social media channels in the show notes as we typically do. But going back, uh, as someone who schedules a consultation with you, Mm -hmm. I guess it's variable. I guess it depends on the level of their illness. Mm -hmm. But around what time frame do you start to see most of your clients turn the corner?
1: Uh, You know, when you start having this dry eyes and dry mouth, I think no one is worried. But then when you start going to your doctors and looking for a solution, then when you do not get any solutions, any viable solutions, which can you know, actually give you long-lasting relief, um, that is when my clients start looking for answers and they come to me asking if that is something that
0: this modality of healthcare can help them. When your general clientele comes to you, is there something that you can begin everyone with that you know they can start incorporating in their own homes and, and not have too much difficulty or need additional coaching to just get them started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone can implement changes in their diet. Um, the first thing to do is switch to organic food so that you can, you know, ditch those harsh chemicals like glyphosate that is sprayed on the GMO foods. So that is why I suggest that they start using organic produce rather than the GMO produce. And then you know switching to seasonal and local food, that is the best thing to do because supermarkets have foods that come from even New Zealand and they've come all the way from there. They have all those chemicals on them that preserve the, their shelf life. And so they've lost all the nutritive value inside of them. So look for foods which are dense in nutrition and that can only be found in your local farmer's market and the fruits which are in season have the most nutritive value so kind of switch that out Uh, and as I said switch out all the toxic personal care products cleaners your dishes all of it which is toxic switch them out to non-toxic ones implement changes in your diet ditch your processed foods yes that includes uh, Starbucks coffee and Dunkin Donuts coffee as well make it at home because you know what you're putting in it so those are the basic
0: things that everyone can do and get started with Right. And that's excellent information. And sometimes it's hard for people to transition because of the convenience of getting foods out there in fast food world or even in the market. Like you grab things that are within the aisles rather than the perimeter where you have most of the fresh foods. That's true. Yeah. For those people who don't have access to local farms, there's also national farms that are certified organic and that will deliver frozen food to you within whatever the 48 hour period. And those things are like Dutch Meadows, Miller's Biofarm, I think White Oak Pasture. So there's a lot if you just Google it, research it. We also Mm -hmm. provide links on our website. So you can always visit our website at Mm -hmm. functionallyenlightened.com. Divya, when you talk about the nutrition aspect, and you mentioned a little bit about eliminating the toxins Mm -hmm. that's in the home, they're using the personal hygiene and um, the cleaning products. Is there anything else that they can work on reducing that is causing like environmental stress or burden on their bodies?
1: I mean, in terms of these, uh, removing the toxins, it's a huge area. Uh, We could actually do do an entire episode on that. But as I said, personal care products, start looking at the, uh, you know, the ingredients they have. Go on the EWG website and see if that, you know, product is verified by the EWG as a safe product or not. That's the easiest thing to do. I think there's an app as well, which is not on the top of my head, which you can have when you go shopping, which you can from which you can find out if it's a toxic product or not. And I, the same goes for laundry detergents, dryer sheets, you know, switch to like, you get those wool balls, dryer balls these days, on which you can put like good quality. Um, and I, I go for certified therapeutic grade oils. I would not go for the grocery store oils ever. Uh, So use essential oils on them, uh, switch them out for the, you know, the dryer sheets. They're highly, highly toxic to the human body. Um, And then the cleaning products as well, which, you know, and dish detergents, your uh, cleaning products, all of it. It's a huge area. Uh, We could actually have a whole uh, different podcast for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think one thing that our listeners can probably look for is the word fragrance. Anything with a fragrance could be potentially carcinogenic. Um, there's yeah. the yeah. Environmental Working Group is a good website to look, and you can um, either mm-hmm. check out. It even has water quality for any zip code, so you can 100%. check out your local tap water. You can check out, um, like Divya was discussing the the products to see what's considered healthy versus toxic. Right. I'm glad you shared that piece, and we talked about things that people can do. But is there, on the flip side, are there things that people really struggle with when you're when you're advising them that you know they're going to struggle with, or they kind of are hesitant to to bring on? Yeah, the the one thing that I've found
1: very difficult to make people understand is to not drink the Starbucks coffee and you know the Dunkin' Donuts, all that ready-made coffee is just because it's convenient. Um, they like the flavors, and it's. A little more time consuming to do it yourself so that is something that i found difficult with people to kind of start doing but the easiest way is to at least reduce it to like once a week and then start doing it the rest of the time do it at home and then maybe then slowly maybe you will understand and appreciate the nutritive value of the of that coffee that is made at home all the coffee in general i don't recommend caffeine is not good for the body, not good for the adrenals, but at least switching it out to making your own is something that you can do. Then that is what I find most difficult for people to switch out on.
0: And I was an avid coffee drinker too, and I yeah. still do drink it. Um, however, I've recently switched to the mushroom coffee. Someone in the yeah, FDN world recommended It's called Everyday Dose. It's really good. It has a good flavor. I don't miss coffee that much, but it still is an adaptogenic coffee. Mm. So it's providing the body with benefits. Sure. And in terms of the other coffees, you know, there's Fabula, which is certified mold-free and low acid. There's also, I think it's called Purity. Purity coffee, yeah. yeah, so yeah those those two-
1: are some suggestions that I also do make to my clients who, are, who really want to, but can't find a way to switch out the coffee.
0: Is there any other information that you would like to impart to our listeners, uh, specifically on the autoimmune conditions that you see
1: commonly? Yeah, I mean, if you do have an autoimmune condition and you have been told that there's no cure and you can only manage, I think you really need to step up and uh, start looking for answers yourself. I know that if I did not do it, I would not be here where I am today. And there are answers. I have found the answers. Sharon has found her answers. (laughs) Many other autoimmune and chronic illness warriors have found their answers. So you just
0: have to step up and um, start finding those answers. You will get them. That's so key. And, you know, don't be afraid of immersing yourself in the world of education because you do have to learn to be able to advocate for yourself better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And there's so much of greenwashing with the foods. So be careful about what you eat. You know, look for your own answers. Don't believe what is being told. Uh, Very important. So if people want to reach
0: out to you to learn more about your methods or to speak with you or do the consultation with you, how can they reach you? So they can reach me on Instagram. My handle
1: is Divya Dhavan uh, underscore nutrition. Uh, they can also reach me on Facebook. I have my own page, which is uh, Sjogren Solution. And I Divya Dhavan is an, uh, my personal page. You can reach out to me on both. Uh, and I am on LinkedIn as well by the name of Divya Dhavan. So I could be reached out on all these three different places and uh, the
0: link to book the call is there as well. We appreciate that. And again, for anyone interested in reaching out, we'll have that in the show notes. And just we thank you for sharing this information. It's been very informative for me and I'm sure our listeners are going to glean a lot of information from what you've shared with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Sharon. I love talking to you and sharing this, sharing everything about Sjogren's and autoimmunity with uh, your listeners as well. Awesome. Thank you everyone
0: for listening. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also to our Instagram. Our handle is functionally enlightened. Dr. Sharon Sarita is not a medical professional and is not providing healthcare, medical or nutritional therapy services, or attempting to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical, mental, or emotional issue. The information provided in this podcast is for the informational purposes only and is not intended to substitute professional, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek advice from your physician or other qualified healthcare provider before undertaking a new health regimen. Do not disregard medical advice or delay seeking medical advice because of information you heard in this podcast. Do not Start or stop any medications without speaking to your medical or mental health provider.